Green Church. Let's all stand and, and, and give thanks and praise to God. That you have made Whatever comes I won't complain Is in your name And now your joy It's my praise I give thanks To all you have done I will see Of your mercy and your love Love is unfailing, Lord, I am grateful. When I was down, you brought me out, you set my feet on higher ground. So here I stand, you are my God. Faithfulness, my solid rock. Give thanks to all you have done. I will sing of your mercy and your love. Your love is unfailing. Lord, I am grateful. I give thanks to all you have done. I will you have won, your love is unfailing, Lord I am grateful, so grateful for you Lord, and as we lift our hands up, heaven's open, heaven's open.
Good morning, church. As we're approaching Christmas, do you guys remember what Christmas is about? Is it about the gifts? Is it about the presents? Even being with family? It's about the birth of Jesus. And a lot of times we think of baby Jesus as this baby that was born and yay Christmas, right? But this baby was born a king. He was born the king, the king of kings. He was born and instantly he gave us all hope that we no longer had to suffer in darkness. We no longer had to be bound by the law. This baby came as king so that we can have hope through him. So as we sing this song, just remember who this baby is and that he gave us everything that we need and more. He's the reason that we have hope.
Yeah. 
So glad that you're here. Go ahead and greet one another. Good morning, church. We want to continue in our worship with our tithes and offerings. And as I was thinking about this last night, um, 
In uh, Matthew 12, there's a story of, we know it all well, you've heard it before, the widow and her two mites. And uh, I bet everybody here has heard that story, right? But we usually hear that story from the perspective of Jesus' disciples, because what scripture tells us is Jesus was sitting watching as people came and gave. And he watched people who had much come and give much. But then he watched what is described as this older widow come and give out of what she didn't have and the very little that she had. And as I thought about that story, I thought, what, what was she thinking? What was her perspective? Because we know Jesus' perspective, that he saw that she gave all that she had. And it's what even scripture says. Let me, let me read it to you. The last part of it's uh, Mark 12, 44. And it says that for all the others came, and this is the American... It's the Aramaic Bible in plain English. And you'll understand why he tells this in a second. So it said, um, for they all came and cast what they had from their surplus. But this one came and cast from her want. Everything she had, she cast in all her possessions. And the reason that struck me so starkly is, what was her perspective? And her perspective was she was giving everything she had in her whole heart to God. Because Jesus doesn't need our money but he wants our hearts. And I've said that before, he wants our hearts. And this woman exemplified and displayed giving all that she had. She didn't hold anything back because it said she gave from her wants. And other translations said from what she had to live on. And the perspective we need to gain from that is, again, he doesn't need our money, but he wants our heart. And when we give everything we have, whatever he asks of us, not only will he return that, but he has our heart and he can do anything with that. So we'll have the ushers come forward Pray over offering, but consider consider that widow's perspective as you give today. And God, we we're grateful and we're thankful. Thankful for you. Um, thankful that we get to give. Thankful for all that you give us, God. And we we simply give back to you at the abundance you've given us, God. And I pray that this morning that you would impress upon each of our hearts what it is you would have us give. But let it be with our whole heart, and let it be everything that you ask. And God, then we pray over, over what's given this morning, what is given, that you use it to build your kingdom, that you use it to bless others, that you use it to do crazy, imaginable, unimaginable things, God, that, that we can't even conceive yet, God. Um, and we pray in Jesus' precious holy name, amen. Okay, now we can be more rowdy. Good morning, church. Uh, before we start with announcements, and you guys have heard me say this before, but as you sit, and anybody that can hear my voice here, or online, I want you to know something. Do you know that you are your daddy's favorite? Absolutely true. You have a father and a daddy in heaven, and you are his favorite. And nobody gets to tell you otherwise, because that's absolutely true. So walk away believing that. So we have a bunch going on this morning. We have a bunch going on before we, gosh, do you guys realize it's almost Christmas? That's like less than two weeks. Yeah, that's scary, isn't it? So, first thing is, we love when you guys join us, anybody who's joining online for Interactive Church, you can join Interactive Church on the, um, the Church Center app, um, but we want you guys to get online, get connected, there's resources beyond just Sunday Church there, so uh, follow and look at those things. If we have any guests here today, we call you guys VIP guests, and back at the VIP guest table, if you're new, first, second, or third time, we have a special gift for you, so go back there and get it. 
and I'm being signaled that I didn't introduce myself or this lovely lady here, so I need to do that because I completely forgot. But I'm excited about getting going. So I am Pastor Keith. This incredible person is my wife, Heather. I was told I'm not allowed to embarrass her today. So I'm not allowed to be spicy and, and do anything that will get me in trouble. Um, so you can also follow us on social media uh, at livingstones.tv. And um, we're going to recap a little bit this week. And we're going to start with, and we talked a little bit about our group this morning, but we got to take a trip to TCM um, yesterday and do our annual Christmas party. And this involved, and you guys did this, but we were able to give gifts to, I believe it was 96, over 90 people, 96 people. That's all the orphans, all the staff, all the house moms. We were able to do that for all of them. And I have a video that I'm going to show you guys. Um, what we can't do, and I'll explain this real quick, we have some pictures. Um, we can't show you all the pictures here because this goes out online. And we have to protect the identity of these kids because there's some safety concerns. So if you want some pictures, there's other ways we can get that to you. But know that these kids, there were incredible smiles. There were incredible joy. Um, there was this one boy, um, Aldo, that we've known for a couple years now. And he came to us afterwards. And the word he used for this party was overwhelmed. Because he was absolutely overwhelmed. And Aldo's about, he's about 15. And he was completely overwhelmed. But I wish I could truly express to you the joy, the smiles. Some of these kids got gifts, um, things that they've never had. There were bicycles. There were remote control cars. There were some of the coolest stuff. But the, the size of their smiles was absolutely incredible. And that's not because of the us that stand up here. It's because you guys gave. And you guys, guys gave well. And you guys gave, guys gave generously. And I'll even tell you, I was helping Chris pass out gifts. And some of these packages were, like, heavy. It took two of us to lift them. So that was really, really cool. It's great. Um, but they gave us a great gift, and I got special permission to show this. So these kids had um, prepared a song. It wasn't the staff's idea. It was the kids' idea. So we got to take a video. I got special permission. The only thing that I'd ask is we'll show it here, but it can't be posted or tagged online anywhere else. But I did get permission to show it here. So I want to show you this video because this is the kids singing a song that was completely their idea.
I hope you guys know how special that is because that was a kid's idea and some of the teenagers were so excited because that was um, not right when we got there and you could tell some of them were like wanting to talk and wanting to say but they had to keep it a secret but that was a gift they gave us and that's a gift that I wanted you guys to have because when you look at those faces and you think about when we go down the trips, the buying presents, we do it for them and, and they got to experience a little bit of Jesus yesterday and the team that went down and that's why we do what we do. So remember, and when we ask you to pray for TCM, that group of kids, that's who you're praying for. Special group. Good, good, good. So we do have youth this week. Where's the youth? Really? You're kidding me. Okay, we're going to try again. Where's the youth? There you go. So we have youth this week at what time? Doors open at 630? Yeah, you're going to be there, right? And then next Sunday, we have something really special. You probably see them on your chairs already. There's a banner out behind Methodist School. It's called the So Loved Service. This is our Christmas service because Christmas is on a Saturday this year. So this is the Sunday before Christmas. This is, so you guys can come and know how loved you are, but this is, these are not for you. These are for you to give out to your neighbor or a friend. And we, got, we know that there's sometimes two services a year that some people will attend, and it's Christmas and, it, and it's Easter. But this is an opportunity to bring a friend, bring a neighbor, bring anybody so that they know how much they're loved. So don't, don't keep these. Give them out. Invite your neighbors. Invite your friends. Invite them to know how, much, how loved they are. And then on Friday, oh, the 24th, right? We... <laughs> We have a Christmas Eve service on the 24th. Yes. So we are having a Christmas Eve service here on the 24th. It is 2 p.m., I believe, right? 2 p.m. And the cool part is the kids, LS kids, are going to be performing, and they're going to be doing Noel. So you don't want to miss that. It's going to be fun. It's early enough in the day that you still have plenty of time for Christmas Eve dinners and all that kind of stuff. Again, come to that and invite, invite people to that, too, because it's going to be special with the kids. And then we have, we've been talking about this for weeks now, Rooted is coming up in January. If you signed up, good. If you haven't signed up, you got to sign up. You can do that online. You can do that in the church center app, but you need to get signed up because Rooted, I haven't been through it yet, but from what I hear, it is transformational. And I, and I see heads nodding who have been through it. It'll change you. It'll change your family. It'll change the church. It'll change your community. So get signed up. Get signed up soon. Don't wait because January is... Christmas is less than two weeks away, which means January is three weeks away. That's a scary thought. Don't wait. And I think, I think that's it, and we'll invite Pastor Justin up. You're awesome. How's everybody doing? Oh, my gosh. Tell the person next to you you're good looking. Man, oh, man. And if you didn't sit by anybody, go sit by somebody. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, no. Welcome, welcome. We're so glad you're here. We're so glad you're here. I'm excited. Today's message is going to be fun. Um, we're going to have a good time. You know, I was, I was struggling with the message this week. Got to be honest with you. I was sitting there trying to figure out what does God want to say. Now, I gotta, I, I'm, I'm a bit of a Marvel fan. Do we have any Marvel fans in here? Is anybody, what, what's coming out on Thursday? Spider. So I almost had a message titled No Way Home. I was going to, it was going to be 
full of spoilers and so much. No, I'm just kidding. But um, no, I, I did have a, a message I was working on that was going to be No Way Home, but I went a different route as I sought the Lord and, and he gave me something else. So it's all good stuff. You know, all right, where, where are my paper Bible people at? Do we have some paper Bibles today? Got some, ooh, that's a nice maroon one there. Uh, we, have, we have Bibles all the way from Idaho here today. Come on. So good. So, so good. I love it. I, I, I get excited when, when our Idaho campus comes to visit. It's so fun. So it's going to be a good day today. So tell your neighbor it's going to be a good day. Oh, it's going to be a good day. Go ahead and turn in your Bibles to John chapter 11. And we're going to hang out there for a bit today. Um, but while you're turning there, I was thinking about, you know, um, for me, does anybody, anybody have some young kids in here or had young kids at one time? You know, you ever, you ever had to get up in the middle of the night? Come on, maybe you already know where this is going, right? And, and you, you think you've got just a, a leisurely stroll to the restroom, you know what I mean, right? And, and there's these things, there's these landmines in the dark. Are you with me, right? Some, I mean, we've got like toy cars and, and uh, matchbox cars, right? They still call it that, I don't know, but the Hot Wheels cars, you know, and, 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 and the, the dreaded one. Legos, right, right? It's just landmines just waiting for you in the dark. Go ahead and tell your neighbor, today's message is going to be called Into the Darkness. Into the Darkness. We got some people hanging out online with us today. I see lots of people on here. Uh, Brittany Black, thanks for joining us. Dorothy Faragonin, your awesome Bush family. Love you guys so much. I'm so glad you're a part of this and, and with us and doing this stuff with us. Larissa, we love you. You're incredible. The Dominguezes, love you. Wendy Stafford, love you. Um, Paul Presley, haven't seen you in a long time, buddy. I'm so glad that you're watching today. Uh, let's see, we got Johnette is watching today. Sienna McCarthy, um, miss you and Pete. Love you guys so much. Um, yeah, and then uh, Carolyn McKinney, I see you too. Oh my goodness, all these people that I love so much. Uh, put in the chat, just say, just say I love you back, Pastor, just so I know that you love me, okay? I, I need that sometimes. I need to make sure. Am I still working? There we go. Just turn me down a little bit. That, he just knows I'm about to get excited. Who's excited this morning? All right. You can follow along in the YouVersion Bible app if you'd like. Um, go ahead and uh, if you're in the YouVersion Bible app, click the More button. Go down to Events and look up Livingstone's Church. Um, you'll find it, all the notes in there, which is super cool, and it's easy to take notes and save them. So it's pretty cool. All right. Were we in John chapter 11? Yes. All right. I'm glad you're there. Thank you. Thank you, Michelle, for following along. For the rest of you, get into John chapter 11, verse 9, and we're going to see what Jesus has to say right here. Jesus replied, there are 12 hours of daylight every day. During the day, people can walk safely. They can see because they have the light of this world, verse 10. But at night, there is a danger of stumbling because we have no light. Let's pray. Father God, we just come before you this morning, and God, we give you full permission to speak to us. Show us what's in the darkness. Show us what we're going through. God, make a way through the wilderness. And Lord, speak to us today. We give you all the honor and glory. In Jesus' name we pray, all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Right? And, I, you know, as I read that scripture, I was thinking about what it was like, you know, trying to get through. And you, does anybody, you have techniques for this, right? When you have toddlers, you start just dragging your feet because that way you know 
when you're about to touch something you don't want to step on. You know what I mean? Anybody with me, right? And, and then you know that one thing that's always been, so you're like, I'm trying to step over that so I can get through there, right? And then you're just hoping that when you take that one big step that you don't step on the dreaded Lego, right? And, uh, but how many of us are walking in spiritual darkness? Mm. Seems that no matter how, we, how hard we work, no matter if we, if we start doing double time, overtime, triple time, I'm out of time, right? And no matter what you do, you get tripped up by something. Are you with me? Right? It seems like, man, I just finally got all these things taken care of, only get tripped up by one more thing. And it just keeps happening. It's like you keep walking through the darkness and one more thing trips you up. We're looking for hope, but all we're finding is more pain. Are you with me? Mm, give me an amen if that's you this morning. Oh, my goodness. I, you know, you're right there with me. You're right there with me. But I have, I have good news. I've got good news. Do you, do you know that I have good news? i got good news. Here's the first point this morning for my note takers. Get those pens and pencils ready on your, on your devices. Here we go. First, first point of the day is God is aware of the darkness. God is aware of the darkness. You know, sometimes we think like, it, for us it gets scary. Are you with me, right? When, when we're driving, it's amazing how when it's light out, the road is, it's totally fine. We could be eating French fries and doing whatever, checking Facebook. You're not checking Facebook while you're driving, all right? But you're just going, right? And, and, and it seems like no big deal because you can see way ahead of you. But when it's dark and you can only see a little bit, you start getting a little anxious, even on roads that you know. Are you with me? Right? Because you just never know what's going to come around that corner. Right? You're wondering what's going to happen next. And I, it makes me think about what Pastor Keith was telling us that story when, when he was coming back from the ranch and in the middle of the night and these two cars were racing on a two-lane road. Right? You just never know in the middle of the darkness. Something might come right at you. But God is aware of the darkness. It's just like Jesus said. There's 12 hours of light and 12 hours of darkness. God is not thrown off guard by darkness. You got me? The, the promise that God gave you in the light is still valid in the darkness. Are you hearing me this morning? Right? It doesn't mean like all of a sudden we have to stop. It just means we can't see quite as far. We have to rely a little bit more on faith, but God is not freaked out by darkness. Are you with me? We get freaked out by darkness. I I still get freaked out by darkness. Anybody, right? Like but when you're the only one home, right? Everybody else went out to do something and every crick in the, you're like, the house is coming down. It's happening because you're sitting there in the darkness listening to everything, right? Are you with me? Nobody else? Okay, well, Marines are scared of things, okay? It's just what it is. And all you army guys just are so tough. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. God's not thrown off by the darkness that we're walking through. Matter of fact, in Genesis 1, all the way back in the beginning, Genesis 1, verse 3, it says, Then God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God said that the light was good. Then he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day and the darkness night. And evening passed and morning came, marking the first day. See, he's not scared of darkness because he created it. He's not afraid of darkness. Oh, goodness, we get afraid of darkness because we don't know what's in the darkness. But God's not afraid of darkness. He's aware of the darkness we walk through. 
He's aware of the decisions and the things that we have to make when, when we're faced with darkness. And some of us, I know, I know. God, God put this message here because he didn't want me to talk about Spider-Man today. No, he wanted to talk about the dark places that we're going through. Because you know what? That's real life. That's real life. I, I, I hope Peter Parker makes it on Thursday. But at the same time, I'm hoping that you make it tomorrow. I'm hoping that you make it through Tuesday. I hope you make it through Wednesday, right? I hope that we can make it to 2022. Are you with me? Because sometimes we got to walk through some darkness. But God is not afraid for you. He's not even wondering if you're going to make it. He knows you're going to make it. Are you with me? God is aware of the darkness. You know what? Let's go back a couple verses in John here. And we're going to talk about Lazarus. Does anybody like Lazarus? That's a fun story, right? And you know what? I'm, I'm going to get, your, I'm going to get your, you know, your, your lips wet and ready, but I'll be honest with you. I know you're going to be salivating, but we're not going to talk about when Lazarus rises from the dead. Oh, just, just go ahead and let it out now. Oh, we're not even going to get that far. We're not going to get that far, but I'm going to show you some fun stuff that I found in here because when I read those last two scriptures in John, you probably didn't even know that was related to Lazarus. So let's go back to verse 4. Chapter 11, verse 4. But when Jesus heard about it, he said, Lazarus' sickness will not end in death. No, it happened for the glory of God so that the Son of God will receive the glory from this. Mm, goodness gracious. Goodness gracious. And we know the end of the so that story, right? We, we, we know that at this moment, his sisters, Mary and Martha, have reached out to Jesus, letting him know, hey, your friend, my brother, is sick. If you don't get here, something bad might happen. Right? And they're, they're worried about it. They're in a dark place. Come on, some of us are going through dark things right now, going, Jesus, if you don't get here quick, things are going to go awry. Things are going to go wrong. Yeah. And here's Jesus' response to each of us right there. That sickness, that darkness, that stuff will not end in death. No, it happened for the glory of God so that the Son of God will receive glory from this. Oh, when you get through your darkness, God gets the glory. Are you with me? When you get through those dark seasons, God gets the glory. You know, we might be going through dark times, but God has some good news for us. Because here's point number two for my note takers. God has news for your darkness. God has news for your darkness. We might be going through dark times, but God has news for our darkness. Maybe we can't find work, but I tell you what, God has news for your darkness. Divorce and disease run in my family. You know what? God has news for your darkness. Addiction is just part of who I am. No matter what I do to fight it, it's still a part of who I am. God has news for your darkness. I've been experiencing major attack on my health, but you know what? God has news for your darkness. Come on, come on. God, has, somebody say, God has news for your darkness. God has news for your darkness. Listen, on the other side of darkness is another day. On the other, it said, it said that God, when he created the world, he created night and day, evening and, and, and morning. There's morning coming. Come on, the morning is coming. Oh, my goodness. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. You know, when I was writing that message on No Way Home, I was thinking about the 400 years 
between the Old Testament and the New Testament, the dark ages, wondering where is God in all of this? Why hasn't he spoken since the Old Testament? Where is hope going to come from? Oh, my goodness. Make sure you invite some people for the Christmas service because it's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. For God so loved the world. Come on. It's going to be good. Somebody say it's going to be good. John 1 verse 5. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never. Somebody say never. Never extinguish it. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness will never extinguish it. Come on. As long as you got batteries in your, in your uh, camera, it's going to come on, right? And anybody use a, a, a camera? What did I say camera? In your flashlight. <laughs> flashlight, right? Anybody use that, that flashlight on the back of their phone, right? It's like, you know what? Every time that I turn that on, I can see. Isn't that crazy? That's so weird, right? Like, like I, if, I, if I turned that on before I went to walk through, through my, my house to go, it's, of course I'm in the right state of mind in the middle of the night to pick up my phone and turn the light on before I go walk. You guys do that, right? That's why you weren't, that's why you weren't worried about the landmines. You knew better. You turned your light on before you went for your walk, right? You know, what happens to a lot of us is we forget to turn the light on before we start our walk with Jesus. We wonder why we're afraid to walk on landmines, that something's going to hit us right where it hurts. Oh, but it's because we forgot to turn the light on. Man, when we seek Jesus, before we start freaking out. Oh, did you hear that one word in there? Before we start freaking out. When we seek Jesus, before we start freaking out. He reminds us, were you there when I put the sands on the shore? Were you there when I hung the, when the stars in the sky? Oh, you weren't there. Guess what? You don't need to be afraid of your darkness. Because I'm going to get you through that too. Are you with me? Oh, darkness has so much less power when we turn the light on. When we turn the light on. When we turn the light of Jesus Christ on in our lives. And we say, God, shine a light on this situation. Show me that you're good. He doesn't have to show you the landmines. He'll just show you he's good. That he's got it. Oh, you remember the last time you went through a dark season? It was last night. Yeah, darkness happened again that time. Guess what? For the next year, it's going to happen 365 times. Darkness. Oh, goodness. Can you imagine where we think about that and all of a sudden it's like, hmm, if, if if darkness became normal, if I started to understand, if I just take the light of Jesus with me in the darkness, I don't have to be afraid. Are you with me? You make the darkness tremble. Amen. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. The darkness cannot extinguish the light. The more I keep that light on, I'm good to go. God's going to lead my steps. He's going to take me where I need to go. Are you with me? So good. Mm. Does anybody online think that's good? Catherine Pereira thinks that's good. That's what I'm talking about, Catherine Pereira. I've enjoyed all your pictures on your cruise with extreme amounts of jealousy Please forgive me, Lord. <laughs> Stacy Vargas, glad you're watching. Oh, let's go to verse 6. So although Jesus loved Martha, Mary, and Lazarus, 
he stayed there, stayed where he was for the next two days. Finally, he said to his disciples, let's go back to Judea. I love the disciples' response. This is my favorite. You ready? Verse 8. But his disciples objected. Rabbi, they said, only a few days ago, the people of Judea were trying to stone you. Are you going there again? Come on. Come on. How many times have we done that? How many times have we done that? Oh, here we go. Here we go. You see, when God says it's time to go, it's not even a question. It's not a question. Come on, somebody say it's not a question. It's not a question. If God says go, it's not a question. It's not a question. It's a statement. It says that I'm with you. I told you to go. I'm going to be with you, right? Amen? Amen? Come on. And as we look at that scripture, I'm thinking to myself, how do we decide to walk back into a life that keeps us, keeps tormenting us? A life that has constant persecution. A life of uncertainty. A life full of landmines. How do we walk back into it? Somebody say Jesus. 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 You see, Jesus wasn't afraid in this moment. He said, it's time to go back to Judea. And they're like, don't you remember just a couple days ago, people had rocks they were going to throw them at you. It's not very much fun, right? You're like, how do I go back to work when they're throwing verbal rocks at me? How do I go back to family conversations when they're going to throw verbal rocks at me, right? How do I go back to the same thing and see something different happen? Jesus, Jesus, you make the darkness tremble. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Something shifts when you bring Jesus into the, into the mix. Come on. Something just shifts. All of a sudden, that life of persecution, all of a sudden, that torment, because we turned the light on, all of a sudden, God, God comes into that situation. You respond differently. Oh, you respond differently. I'd like to share a story with you, but I can't. I can't because the man cusses in the story. Ah. But you know what? I'll give you like the G-rated version of it, okay? We were helping my in-laws move in to their house. and They're laughing because they know that story that's coming. We're helping them move into their house. And we found out because our church is so awesome, we had some members of our church go over to their house and clean it and make it all pretty and nice and put a beautiful thing of flowers in there before we got there. And, and, and she also got to meet the neighbor before we did. And she said, just so you know, the neighbor does not like when you park in front of the mailbox. Okay, all right, all right. Noted, right? Chelsea and I get there, and, and we've got our little minivan. And, and so I was like, don't park by the mailbox, hon. Don't park by the mailbox. And, and so she doesn't. She parks four feet away from the mailbox. Who would know that four feet is not enough? And this gentleman came out and he says, hey, if you park there, the mailman can't get to the mailbox. I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, what was your name, sir? And he said, a-hole. And I said, well, it's very good to meet you, a-hole. My name's Justin. If you wouldn't mind, I'd love your real name so I can refer to you that from now on. Because you know what? Darkness might come right out and start pointing its finger at you. 
It might start pointing its finger at you. But you know what? Loving a-hole is what we need to do sometimes. I don't want to say his real name. You want me? Okay, okay. But what if they come over and they'll know? They'll be like, oh, yeah, hey, a-hole. I don't want that to happen. His real name is Victor. Which that, his name means victory. Come on. And when somebody stops seeing themselves as victory, they start seeing themselves as some pariah to society. Come on. This is what happens to a lot of us. We start seeing ourselves as something not worthy. We start looking at the things in the darkness that keep beating us down. And when we walk through the darkness one more time, ow, I'm not doing this anymore. I don't want to deal with people anymore. I'm done with this. How many of us have done that? But I got to tell you something. Bringing the light into the darkness. Come on, make that guy didn't know what to say when I referred to him as a hole right back with a smile on my face. He didn't know. It's so nice to meet you, a hole. Are you with me? But then the next time I got to see Victor, I said, Oh, it's so good to see you, Victor. How are you? Right? Because you know what? We're going to break that. We're going to break that. We're going to break that. That man's going to be known for victory again. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Because you know what? When, when Jesus looked at each and every one of us, he said, you were worth it to put myself on that cross. Oh, he was thinking about Victor. He was thinking about Victor. He was thinking about Victor because he doesn't want Victor to live in defeat. He doesn't want Victor to live in anger. He doesn't want Victor to, he doesn't want any of us to live in a place where we're always looking and pointing fingers going, it's the darkness's fault. Oh, my goodness. How many of us, when we watch CNN, we watch Fox News, and we're pointing and we're saying, it's darkness's fault. It's not darkness's fault. Bring your light. Bring your light. Come on. Tell somebody next to you, bring your light. Bring your light. Oh, my goodness. Let's get back in the word. I'm getting a little bit excited. I got to be careful. Hebrews 13, verse 5 and 6 says, don't love money. Be satisfied with what you have. For God has said, I will never fail you. I will never abandon you, verse 6, so we can say with confidence, the Lord is my helper, so I will have no fear. What can mere people do to me? Come on, are you hearing me this morning? Here's point number three, note takers. I will bring his light into the darkness. Come on, can we say that together? I will bring his light into the darkness. Christmas is such a happy time. You know, there's so many Christmas parties to go to. There's so many fun things to do. How many, how many ugly sweaters do you have? Just shout it out. The men all said one and the women said like five, four, ten. I, that's what I heard, right? Come on, right? Christmas is a fun time, but you know what? There's a lot of darkness during this time. A lot of darkness. There's darkness when you can't afford to get Christmas presents, there's darkness when, when something happened in your past during this time of year and this time of year always reminds you of it. Come on. So there's a lot of disappointment attached to Christmas, this season, this, this time of our lives. But what can we do about it? Bring the light into the darkness. Bring the light into the darkness. I want you to get so acquainted with this book. Because this book says everything in it that you need to be able to fight your darkness. Everything. It says you're not alone. It says that you're head and not the tail. You're above and not beneath. Come on. It says nothing will overcome you. 
It says, I've given you every place that you set your foot. Oh, if you took the light of God's word with you everywhere you went, all of a sudden you can be speaking to the things around you and telling them what they really are. You can be speaking to somebody who's redefined themselves and redefined them back to what God says that they are. Are you with me? Come on, somebody. There's just something about that name. Let's get my worship team up here. It's just something about that name. Let's go back to the original verse we started with today. With that last point being, I will bring his light into the darkness. John 11, verses 9 through 11 says, Jesus replied, there are 12 hours of daylight every day. During the day, people can walk safely. They can see because they have the light of this world. But at night, there's a danger of stumbling because they have no light. Verse 11, then he said, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but now I will go and wake him up. Come on, come on, listen. Your situation might look dire. It might look like it's not good, like you can't make it through, like it's the worst it's ever been. But I got to tell you, when Jesus gets back into that situation, just like, just like he's talking to his disciples here, his, this, that was his response to them saying, do you really want to go back there? They were going to stone you. He doesn't say, well, you know, heck with those guys. We'll just run around. We'll stone them first. He, you know, that's not how Jesus responds. You know what he, how he responds? He says, you know what? There's, there's 12 hours of daylight and 12 hours of darkness and people stumble. He was looking at them as people who are stumbling. You want to learn how to, how to love in a whole new way? It's when you realize the people who are throwing stones at you, they need God's grace more than anything. That's the only response they have is to hurt someone else. That's the only way you can respond. I have to go back. I have to bring the light into that dark place. I have to. Oh, they need to know Jesus more than anything. At, at men's group this week, we were talking about this. I was talking about Victor and sharing that story with the men. I, I use the full word, a full, the full vernacular at men's group. If you want, men, if you want to talk like men, come to men's group and we'll get through some stuff together. But I love it. And, but as we were talking about that, Pastor AJ shared a story. And he shared this story with us. He, he, was, he had a similar situation happen. He was in his house, or he was, he was out for a little bit, and somebody was moving in next door. And that somebody decided to park their car right in front of AJ's house. AJ was not the Pastor AJ we know and love today. AJ was just out of the Marine Corps, hard exterior, wanted to look tough, ready to fight at any moment. And so when that car was in front of his house, parked in his parking spot, he walked over to that new person moving in. And you know what he said? He was like, welcome to the neighborhood. We're so glad you're here. Hey, I have a gift for you. No. It's not what happened. He walked up to him and he said, hey, is that your car? He said, oh, yeah, yeah, we're moving in. He's like, and the guy came up to shake his hand and he, he looked at him like, shaking your hand he parked in my spot move your car and he goes okay I'll, I'll be happy to move the car it was nice to meet you come on he didn't introduce himself as a-hole but pretty much right he was AJ later but for that day 
That same man invited AJ over to his house to watch a UFC fight. AJ was like, oh, cool. Grabbed his Jack Daniels, walked, walked in, into the house, and he was like, nobody else is drinking? You guys are lame. He started pouring his own thing, and he was wasted by the time the fight was over. And the neighbor had to walk him home. And you know what he did? He invited him back again for the next game, for the next UFC fight. And here he comes with his alcohol again. He's like, all right, I'm ready for the party. And you know what? It was that same man that led AJ to Christ because he saw it as his personal mission that if that darkness is stuck inside of this brother of mine, and he, he responded with hate and anger and these things and wouldn't even shake my hand. Oh, it is my duty and my job to love this person, to see them through. And now we get to reap the benefits of having pastors AJ and Sarah on this stage on a regular basis, serving with us, going down to Mexico, giving these, he went, don't tell anybody, but he was Santa. I mean, come on. The same guy, the same guy who had to be walked home drunk, is drunk on the Holy Spirit loving kids all over. I mean, come on, come on. The things when, the, when you bring your light into that dark place. Oh, we're changing atmospheres this morning. We're changing atmospheres in your workplace. We're changing atmospheres in your family. We're changing atmospheres in your neighborhood. Listen, we have a chance, an opportunity to go and spread the light. Somebody, you don't know what people are going through, but I got to tell you, this is, this is that golden ticket, that possibility that somebody might go, hmm, free photos with Santa. I was about to pay 60 bucks for that. I'm going to go over to, I'm going to go to that church down the street and get, I'm just going to get the free Santa pictures. That's what I'm here for. Free Santa pictures. My kids need to see Santa and I don't want to pay 60 bucks for it. So, or stand in line, right? So I'm, I'm just coming for the free pictures and they might be sitting in the chair right where you're sitting right now with tears going down their eyes because they met the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and their life gets changed forever from that moment on. Right? We don't know what light we're going to bring into people's lives, but as long as we keep turning it on when we walk in the door, as long as we keep turning it on, saying, Jesus, don't, don't let me go by myself. Walk with me in this thing. I'm going to go meet my neighbors right now. I'm scared out of my mind but you could do it work. And you know what? Don't be surprised when they bite at you. Don't be surprised when they call you names or say you can't park there. Don't be surprised because you came to bring the light so the darkness wouldn't be in them anymore. Amen. Amen. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Lift up a shout to the Lord. God has given us his light to take to the dark and dead things around us. It's time to pick up his light and go for a walk into the darkness. Into the darkness of our world, into the darkness of our community, into the darkness of our homes, into the darkness of our families. We do not live in the dark ages anymore. We live in his light and his light overcomes the darkness. <sighs> you know what? I love, I love getting all excited in church. It's a lot of fun. But I also know that there's darkness right here in our hearts. Right here in our hearts. There's darkness inside of my heart. You're looking at an imperfect man 
look around you. You're looking at imperfect men and imperfect women. There's darkness that we deal with all the time. Pretending like it's all good is the biggest lie we could try to live. But if we could recognize that darkness is just part of the sequence, it's just part of the day. God's not absent in the darkness. He's right there with you because the light is inside of you. He says, I've got you. Take another step. You might want to drag your feet on this one. That's a Lego. That Holy Spirit, that voice, oh, he's so good and so sweet. And he watches out for us. But we got to keep taking our light with us. And then we can walk through the darkness and the darkness can't extinguish it. Tell your neighbor you're unextinguishable. You are unextinguishable. You cannot be extinguished. Your light will shine and it will not be put out. Amen. Amen. If you're here this morning and maybe maybe you relate to some of the characters in these stories we've talked about that aren't the most joyous, aren't the most spirit-filled. Maybe you've even referred to yourself as a hole, who knows. I want to talk to you today because I don't want you to live like that. I know that you can have a better life. You can have a life that's full full of his joy, full of his goodness. If you knew the light that could shine on your life, oh my goodness. If you're here this morning or you're watching online like Emily Height and Stacy Vargas, Carolyn McKinney, if you're watching online and you haven't given your life to Jesus yet, you've been walking through the darkness without hope, Wondering why everything seems to trip you up. I want to introduce you to the light. This is a light that you can take with you everywhere that you go. Into the darkest places of this world. This is a light that will come into your life and change you from the inside out. Not so that you have to have religion and fake it on the outside. But you can actually be free. You can actually be full of love. You can actually be overflowing with light if that's you this morning you're like I want that I've had something something else but I haven't had that I want that relationship with God I want to know him from the inside I want to have that light inside of me if that's you this morning with every head bowed and every eye closed if that's you this morning God's word says that you'll, if you'll confess him before people he'll confess you before the father So if that's you this morning and you're like, I want that. I want to have that real relationship with God. I'm ready to trade in religion. I'm ready to trade in my bitterness. I'm ready to trade in my fear. If that's you this morning, just raise your hand while everybody else's eyes are closed. Love you, sweetie. God is so good. We're trading it in. We're trading it in. We're trading it in. We're trading it up. Is that anybody else here this morning? It's time to be made brand new darkness is about to lose its power we're putting new batteries in your flashlight it's time to turn the light back on if you're watching online if you're watching on uh, our interactive church 
you can uh, click on that little button that says raise my hand. I want to give my life to Jesus. If you're watching on YouTube or Facebook and you're sitting in your living room or driving in your car, wherever you're at, if that's you and you're like, I'm ready. If you're driving your car, don't close your eyes, okay? But if you're, if you're driving your car, wherever you're at, just say, Jesus, I want you. I want you in my life. I don't want religion. I don't need another religion. I need a real relationship with you. Please forgive me of my sin. Please forgive me for being messed up. And God, I give you permission to change me from the inside out. I give up my bitterness. I give up my fear. And I receive your peace and your grace. God, I'm sorry for how I've defined myself or allowed the world around me to define me. And God, I give you permission to redefine me. Thank you, Lord, for today. Thank you, Lord, for speaking to me, for showing you me that you're in the darkness with me and it can't overcome me. I give my life to you today from this day forward on the journey. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. Come on, lift up a shout in this place. Lift up a shout in this place. Our God is worthy. Come on, stand to your feet. Let's sing together. darkness responds in fear to the light that's inside of you maybe the next time you confront darkness it looks at you like whoa didn't expect that response I didn't expect you to go straight to Jesus didn't expect that I didn't expect that I don't know what to do okay you're free to go right come on Come on, that's our God. That's how good he is. The darkness doesn't know what to do with you. The darkness is afraid of you. Come on, come on. Can you do that part that says your name is alive? Your name is alive. With the shadow lifted high. Your name will not be overcome.
everything that it takes because you have Jesus in you that's all you need that's all you need you need Jesus in you because when you sit and whisper with him you say Jesus I don't know what to do in this situation can you help me he'll say don't preach about Spider-Man no way home (laughs) preach about going into the darkness that's what they need to hear you see you might walk into a situation and not know what to do And you think you've got a good idea, but he's got a better one. Are you with me? He's got a better one. Seek his idea. See what his idea might be. God, what will you have for me? What would you have me do? He says, take another step. Which direction? Just start and I'll tell you. Come on. God can't move a parked car just like you can't move a parked car. You got to put it into gear. You got to turn it on. You got to get going. And then you can start to steer it. And then you can start going in the right direction. You might be doing it in the middle of the darkness and you can only see six to ten feet ahead of you. But I tell you what, Jesus is sending you on that road. He's your GPS. He'll start speaking to you. says, in three miles, take a left turn. Come on. And God will walk you through it. He'll say, trust me. I've got you. I'm not going to let you fail. I'm not going to let you down. And if you fail, it's for a reason. Come on, so that you can learn and get back up and be stronger the next time. There's a purpose in everything that he has for our lives. And as we follow him and we walk with him, oh, we'll watch him do amazing and incredible things. Amen? Amen. 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 <laughs> Your name is light that the shadows can't deny. Your name will not be overcome. Your name is alive, forever lifted high. Your name will not be overcome. Change is alive that the shadows can't deny. Your name will not be overcome. Darkness tremble, Jesus, Jesus, you silence me, Jesus, Jesus, you make the darkness tremble, Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> wow. 
This feels a little weird, so you guys got to go with me for a minute, all right? Um, Alex Bush. I know I call people out here when I see your face, but this, this gentleman is in the camera right there. Alex Bush, stand up in your living room, dude, because God's got a word for you. Alex Bush, you are not your old habits. You are not your old way of life. You are not what everyone thinks that you should be. Who God says that you are, you are a warrior. If you've got your eyes closed, brother, I want you to start seeing yourself. Ask God to give you a picture of who he says that you are because the picture that he gives me is this warrior, this warrior that's tatted all up, that's scarred and marred and gone through some stuff. But I want to tell you, brother, that you that you are a light in the darkness. You are a light in your community. Joshua Tree is going to change because you are in it. Get in your word, brother. Get in your word. Get in your word. Oh my goodness, you should be on your Bible app more than you're on any other app in your, in your, in your phone. Get on your Bible app and ask God, God, speak to me. Show me what reading plan you want me to do next. Because I believe that God has you in the cleft of the rock right now. He's building you up, Alex. He's building you up because he wants you to be powerful. Because when he unleashes you to the world, people's lives are going to get changed. They're going to look back, hey, weren't you that guy that did that thing? Oh, I was. But let me tell you who I am now. Let me tell you what my God did for me now. Oh, Jesus loves you, brother. I was hearing that during worship today. Sitting there going like, do I talk to somebody on the camera like that? I don't really know if I should do that. That'd be kind of weird. But God's talking to you, man. He's talking to you. He's talking to you. He sees you. You are a warrior. There's no question about it. You're a warrior. These things that have tried to overcome you, I see you like a Samson, right? Little things have overcome Samson, but if you just stay stay in that sweet spot with Jesus, stay in his word, stay with him, those little things, they won't overcome you anymore. You'll be able to push things over, push things down. All these facades that people bring up, Oh, my goodness, it's, it's your sincerity and your words that will bring those facades to fall and crumble to the ground. Jesus, Jesus. This one, this one seems a little unfair because I already know a lot about this person. Um, but I just see such great things. Jason and Blanche... You're anointed. You're anointed. You're anointed. I just see you going from this place and speaking to thousands of people with an anointing, with a reverence for the Lord. He's going to give you such sweet words in this next season. Be sure to write them down. Be sure to write them down. Put them in a journal. Put them somewhere where you won't lose them because he's going to give you such sweet words. These are words that are meant for the thousands. These are words that that he's going to give you specifically. Don't share them with anybody right now. This is precious. It's for something new. It's for something bigger. So hold on to that thing and just say, God, I'm ready when you are. I'm ready when you are. I'll unleash it when when you want me to. But God's just got such a sweet word he's going to give through you.
that's just going to touch people. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And what I know about these people, they're just incredible. They love on people to the ends of the earth, helping people through their marriages no matter what it takes. When there's darkness in somebody, I know Jason is one of those people that just goes after it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be your friend. I'm going to make sure you know you're loved. I'm going to make sure you know that you've got somebody to come along with. And I'm going to teach you how to be a real man, not just a facade of a man. I'm going to teach you how to be a real man. And then Blanche, goodness gracious, Blanche. Hell is doing its very, very best to hold you back, but it can't. It can't. It can't. It's making a ruckus. It's making a noise, but all it looks like is cheering for what you're about to do next. Yes. This woman started a, an organization called Praying Wives Group right out of this church. And now it's running out of three churches or four churches? Four churches. Come on. Come on. Come on. One step at a time, one, one piece of faith at a time, teaching women how to pray, teaching women how to, how to go after Jesus, how the things of the Spirit work, how, how, to, how to engage with God and, and bring that back to your family. Is that powerful or what? Come on. Come on. I'm just believing. I just see it. I just see you speaking over thousands of people of what God can do. And I know that scares the bejeebies out of you, Jason, but it's okay. It's okay, man. You got this. You got this. You got this. Mm. Dante, is your bride here today? Is she watching online? Good. Sandra. Sandra, your time in the shadows is coming to an end. I know you're hiding in the shadows, girl. And you know you're hiding in the shadows. But listen, God wants to bring you out and be his glorious light. That's right. Girl, there is something inside of you that the world needs to see. And then if you will let God work through you, he'll work through your fear. He'll work through your doubt. He'll work through that cynicism. You don't have to be somebody like me. You don't have to be like another speaker. You don't have to be like another person. God created you to be you. And so you just come and say, God, I'm ready. I'm willing. I'm willing. You probably, I can already hear you. You're like, but I'm not ready. I'm not ready. Pastor, you're not supposed to say this stuff in front of everybody. I'm not ready. Sandra, you're ready. You're ready. You've been in the cleft of the rock long enough. You're ready. And God wants to do a work through you that you can't even imagine. You can't even imagine. I, I feel like God's going to give you such a prophetic gift, the ability to speak into people's lives, to see the future for them, to be able to see what God wants to do in and through them. And he's going to, you, you just open your mouth and the words will just start to come out. Sandra, that's the word that God has for you. Jesus, Jesus. Mm, the darkness is trembling. Man, if we keep sharing this much light... I don't know what will happen. Darkness is going to flee. Darkness is going to flee. Darkness is going to flee. Worship team, I know it looks small now. It feels small now. But I got to tell you, God's doing a big thing right here. He's doing a big thing. And when you lift up your voice, 
when you play that instrument, when you give your very best to Jesus, there's lives that are being set free right in this room and across the world through these cameras. When you put yourself out there and say, God, use me, use me, use me. I'm going to tell you that this, this worship stage is only beginning. It's only the beginning of what he wants to do. It's only the beginning. Oh, I just see international ministry falling from just the six of you right now. International ministry. <sighs> Jesus, Jesus. Oh, you're going to make that darkness tremble. <laughs> that praise makes the darkness tremble. It doesn't know what to do with it. It doesn't know what to do with it. It doesn't know what to do with it. Worship leader, worship leader, worship leader, worship leader, worship leader, worship leader, worship leaders. Heaven is, is waiting for us to lead them in worship. They're like, oh, I just I want to be led in worship by that person on the seventh row. I want to be led in worship by them. I want to see a pure heart for God. Jesus. You make the darkness tremble, Jesus, Jesus. You silence fear, Jesus, Jesus. You make the darkness tremble, Jesus, Jesus. You silence fear. It's just you and Jesus. I encourage you, when you're at home this week, to throw on worship and turn it on as loud as you can and then just give him everything you got right there in that moment when the darkness wants to rear its head and tell you something you turn it up even louder and you're just going Jesus, Jesus you make the darkness tremble come on because his name is a light that the shadows can't deny. His right. name will not be overcome. Come on. <laughs> it won't be overcome. It won't be overcome. When my beautiful bride, when my beautiful bride got the news that there was no heartbeat in the baby anymore, I went home and I bawled like a baby, going like, God, why would you let this happen? Why would I lose another baby after three of them? And you know what I did? I stood up in my house. My, my beautiful bride went to stay with her mom for a little while. And, and I was at my house by myself. I turned that worship up so loud. And I said, God, you did it once. You gave us Noah. You can do it again. You can do it again. And I'm going to tell you right now, whatever your situation is, he did it once and he can do it again. He overcame once and he'll overcome again. I know you're with me. I know you're with me.
leave for the next day because that's how you created it. Darkness is temporary. It's a great time to rest instead of a time to fear because the day is coming. The day is coming. The overcoming is coming. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Gerilyn Jaramillo, I I just pray over your body right now, and I just believe that God is going to heal you miraculously. (sighs) That this next season for your life is going to be so huge. For you and Ross, you're just going to see God move in a huge, huge way. You'll be so less concerned about yourself because you'll be so overwhelmed with him. You're not going to be thinking about pain. You're going to be thinking about the goodness of God. You're not going to be thinking about how things didn't work in the past. You're going to be thinking about how he's working miracles right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You're so good. 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 (laughs) You're so good. Can you remind me your name again? Oh, you're you, sir. What's your name? Yeah. What is it, Richard? Reggie. Reggie. I remember when you you and your bride came with CMA and. Is your, is your bride over doing the Hispanic service right now? Yeah, that's awesome. Bro, I just believe that God's not done with you guys yet. You're not, you're not to be retired. You're not on the retirement shelf. You're not supposed to be set in the back burner. He's going to use you to do great things right now for this next generation. My generation is struggling. My generation is struggling because they don't have enough people who will tell them the truth in love. Go and tell the truth to my generation. They won't respond well at first. But when they know it's the truth, they'll get to it. They'll see it. They'll see it in your life. They'll see that you live it out, that you're not not two-faced. We see a lot of two-faced stuff in the world today where you say one thing and do another, but you're not that. You're a man of integrity, Reggie. Go use that integrity and speak into to people my age, my, people my life. Go speak into them because you have a lot in you. You do. You do. You have so much experience and so much that needs to be heard. I would, you know what? I, come see me after service. I need to go to lunch with you. We need to go spend some time together. I need you to speak into my life. We are on the cusp of breakthrough, church. I can feel it. I can feel it. Right on the cusp of breakthrough. Where fear gets put aside because the joy of our salvation is too great. did for Guadalupe do for somebody else Lord what you did for Jen last week do for somebody else heal your people make them strong help them believe 
We're warriors. We're not victims. Victors. <laughs> not victims. Lord, I just speak over our city for everyone who has given themselves a name that you did not give them. And God, I just, I just pray that your Holy Spirit go before us as we take these cards out this week to invite people to Christmas service. God, I pray, Lord, that you would just speak into people's hearts. Help them to just feel like they need to come, that they need to be there. That I don't know why, but I'm supposed to come. Maybe it's for the tacos. I don't know. But God, we, we ask that you just use next week to change people's lives forever. I speak against every weapon of the enemy that it will not prosper. Every arrow will hit the ground right now in the name of Jesus. God, that we will see hundreds of people come to know you. And Lord Jesus, that we'll see that 2022 will be a year where we can completely say, look what God did. Look what he did. So God, we just thank you right now. We give you this next week. We give you our Christmas service. We give you our worship set. We give it all to you. Lord, the miraculous healings, the miraculous words from you, we give it all to you. All those things that you have spoken, we will see come to full fruition. Thank you, Lord. And we give you the glory right now in the name of Jesus. All God's people said, amen. Amen. We love you, church. We love all of you online. Thank you for being here today. Grab those cards on the empty chairs next to you because that chair is going to get filled next week. We're going to believe that somebody's life is going to get changed. Give that out to people at the grocery store. Give it out to people at, uh, on, your, on your block. It's time to get some exercise, right? We're going to go for a walk around the block and give it to our neighbors. Say, hey, come to church with me where it's going to be fun. Amen? Amen? All right, we love you. Have an amazing week. We'll see you next time.
风。